Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 209. It's time we talk about it. Let's be awkward about it. Money. Money, money, money. Talking about it can feel so weird. But isn't it the foundation of a lot of our lives? It's money that allows us to pay for our house or buy our groceries, see the world, feel secure, pay for healthcare. The list goes on and on and on. And it is easy to get wrapped up in the negative side of money. Greed? scarcity, debt, the list goes on. But there is also a fully different side to money that often gets overlooked, especially when you are a penny-pinching entrepreneur. Instead of feeling stressed about money or feeling greedy or lacking, I want for you to learn how to feel empowered to make money, to feel confident in your worth and thankful for the money that you do have in your life. Simply put, Money doesn't have to be a negative thing, and it shouldn't. And today I'm going to teach you how to master your mindset, how I believe that you can attract new wealth into your life and transform your money mindset from scarcity to abundance. This has been some of the hardest work I have done as an entrepreneur. I still haven't cracked the code, and I recognize that I am privileged. I'm so privileged. But so much work has been done behind the scenes to shift my money mindset, and that is exactly what I want for you today. Before we dive on into today's episode, I want to read the review from The Tiny Tracker. It is titled, Jenna Speaks My Business Love Language. Jenna is fluent in strategy, branding, marketing, and well, life. I can confidently say the Gold Digger podcast is the only podcast I listen to on the reg. I have binge listened to nearly every episode and literally cannot wait for the two new episodes to drop each week. I can genuinely relate or take something away in every single show because her topics are relevant and thought-provoking. Her guests are engaging and bring a lot to the table and her teaching style is concise, strategic, and consistent. Thank you so much, Tiny Tracker, for this review. It means so much to hear from you guys and to really hear from my listeners. So if you have a minute, I'm going to encourage you, just like I do every other time, to take a second and leave a review. 
Now today, I want to remove the veil. I want to share a little bit about my history with money, and I want to break down the ways that you can remove those barriers that you have set in place to help your relationship with money. Because if we had to give an Instagram status to it, I want to remove the it's complicated from your vocabulary. Let's do this. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. We're so grateful The Neat Company is supporting Gold Digger. The Neat Company provides small businesses, accountants, and bookkeepers a cloud-based expense and document management system. For a 30-day free trial, visit neat.com slash golddigger. That's N-E-A-T dot com slash golddigger. Special thanks to our next sponsor, Poshmark, for the Gold Digger love. Download the free Poshmark app and shop millions of closets for great deals on the brands you love. Poshmark is giving Gold Digger listeners $5 off their first purchase. Use code GOLDDIGGER5 when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and enter the code GOLDDIGGER5. It'd be easy to talk about the negative side of money because we've all seen it. And likely most of us have felt it. You know what I'm talking about. You stress about every penny in your account. You hoard money in your account. You refuse to give freely. We've all been there. Refreshing our bank account app, counting every penny before ordering at a restaurant, stressing about loans or mortgages, spending thoughtlessly, worrying about running out of it. And I get it. Like I mentioned in the intro, money sets the foundation of our lives oftentimes. It allows us to take care of our families, nourish our bodies, start our businesses. So it is important that you can fully think about it. But our relationship with money doesn't have to be negative. But let me tell you, I've been there. The way that we look at money is often shaped by so many factors. How we're raised, our parents, our attitudes, our career choices, and so on. My relationship with money is now in a much better place, but it wasn't always smooth sailing. At a young age, I was taught the importance of saving money, even when there was a super cool new toy I wanted to buy. My parents, they seldom handed out money. We always knew we had to work for what we got. I love that my mom would make chore sheets that we could use to earn money, like organizing the junk drawer for $2. I learned the value of a dollar really early on, and I'm so thankful. One of the first times I was super aware of money, and I've shared this before, is that my dad went on strike for an entire year. I was 12 years old, and it meant that we were living off of one income. I was young, but I learned so much about money's impact on our lives and how unpredictable money can be. I also learned about this when I went to college and had to fund my way through school. I mean, I had my parents a ton of credit. Like we knew going in that we needed to apply for any and all scholarships. And when I would come home in the summer, I came home to work. I always had a job while I was in college. Going into my salary job, I quickly learned how to manage an income responsibly. But when I went out on my own as an entrepreneur, I found myself measuring my worth in dollars. This led to overworking and attachment to money. 
finding my worth in it, and a lot more. So why am I sharing parts of my story when it comes to money is because I believe that our life experiences shape that relationship. And I want for you to be aware of all the little things that I've compounded into your current money mindset. Simply put, at a certain point, my relationship with money was based on a place of lack and scarcity. I was constantly worried about how much money I had, and I didn't realize that my negative mindset was contributing to my cycle of lack. So now let's look at some signs to see if your money beliefs are limiting you. I want for you to be honest as I say these questions. I want for you to really level with yourself. Where are you at today? Are you constantly worried about money? Doubting that you can make it or save it or that you can utilize it for good? Do your beliefs exactly mirror your parents, your spouses, your close friends without ever thinking on your own? Sometimes maybe you struggle with follow through, like you want to save money, but you're never able to do it. You never pay off your debt, no matter how hard you try. Or maybe your career feels aimless and you don't have any money goals. Perhaps you feel complacent in how it is that you're saving and spent and you're unsure of what your next step is. Or maybe you feel like you've constantly are about to run out of money and that you're just waiting for that next ball to drop. I've been there, all of those places. Jenna Kutcher is not exempt of any of those negative money mindsets, but I want to share with you first how I transformed. So we've talked about how to tell if you have a negative money mindset, but how do you actually fix it? I told you when my relationship with money was not that great, but now I'm going to tell you how it changed into viewing money with freedom, appreciation, and gratitude. So first things first, let's look at your current relationship with money and really, like actually, really guys, look at it. Analyze your past beliefs, how you were raised, what emotions you feel when you open your bank account or collect that paycheck. I want for you to look at all of it. Because it's really hard to move forward if you don't actually know the foundation you're standing on. Now, I'm a huge fan of writing things down. Like I love journaling and letting it all out in the sake of personal growth. And this can be huge in not only understanding your money beliefs, but in clarifying what you want your money mindset to look like. In this writing exercise, I challenge you to not only look at where you are, but where you want your relationship with money to be. And I'm not just saying I'm poor and I want to be rich. I'm saying, how do you want money to make you feel? How do you want money to control your life? Like some examples that can pop into your dream money relationship. Like I want to pay off my student loans or I want to be able to give presents to my friends freely without thinking about cost. Or I want to take that trip to Europe. Or I want to be able to take some time off of work and spend it with my family. Or I want to pay for my groceries without considering how much money is in my account. I want to feel confident and secure in my relationship with money. These details can be as small as you want or big picture like paying off your mortgage. But whatever you're viewing, I want for you to really actually visualize what your relationship with money could look like. Keep in mind that this is less about what you could buy and more about how you could feel confident, abundant, secure, free. This can be one of the most eye-opening exercises because it might just realize how bad your current money relationship is. Now, the next step to all of this is to catch yourself when your mind goes negative. 
First things first, transforming your money mindset is a journey. Okay. It's not a destination. You're never going to fully arrive, but it is a journey you should start today. And my best advice is to not judge yourself when you notice yourself thinking negatively. I challenge you to work on feelings of lack or greed or whatever it is, but to actually notice and acknowledge those emotions. And here's the thing. Don't judge yourself for feeling this way. Simply acknowledge the emotion. Analyze why it is you might be feeling it. Ask yourself, did something trigger this? And simply allow it to pass by. And then choose to focus on the positive of money. For example, instead of seeing that bill for dinner and instantly feeling regret, scarcity, or anything else, see the bill and think that money just allowed me to have dinner with a dear friend to catch up for hours, and that food that nourished my body. And while that might be a small example, it's those little tweaks that teach you to appreciate money instead of worrying about it or hoarding it or saving it. Money allows us to live the life of our highest potential. It's literally a means of transfer. And it's time that we master a mindset that cultivates wealth and abundance. So speaking of abundance, I want to ask you, like, do you have an abundance mindset or a scarcity one? Because this can be tricky. But fully grasping its ideas and infusing it into your daily mindset makes a world of a difference in every area of your life, in your business, in relationships, finances, mental state. I could go on forever. Now, let me share this with you. When I first met Drew, Drew had an abundance mindset. And I lived in a world of scarcity. Here I was, a girl with less than $100 in her bank account. I went and visited Drew's family for the first time. And while I was there, I got a flat tire. And guess what? I had no money to buy a new tire. Drew grew up with this incredible family who was able to support him through college. He had a credit card from his mom that he could use when he needed it. And he just had this beautiful abundance mindset when it came to money. And I was honestly worried when we started dating. Like, did Drew think that money grew on trees? Did he understand how hard I had to work to make these things possible? But at the same point, he had a lot to teach me too. Like, you don't have to think about money all the time. And not everything revolves around how much you make, but how you enjoy it. And his parents did an incredible job of teaching us how you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. I remember the first time I went out with his parents for dinner. They love supper clubs. And if you're from Wisconsin or Minnesota, you know what a supper club is. But basically, it's this experience and it's hours long and you go for a drink and then you have the salad and then you have your entree and then dessert and then an after dinner drink. And I had never dined like this in my life. We grew up in a more scarcity mindset of a family. We split meals. We did not order beverages and we never got dessert. And that was just how we treated going out. We were worried about how much we were spending on that meal, yet we still enjoyed it. And so I want for you to understand that people who live in a scarcity mindset are often living in fear, fear of money running out, of sharing profits with someone else of feeling jealous of another's wealth. In the scarcity view, there's only so much money to go around and they want as big of a piece of a pie as they can get. And truthfully, you guys, it's really easy to get pulled into that mindset. But I urge you to cling to scarcity's more joyful, less selfish counterpart, abundance. 
The abundance mindset is a true belief that there is always enough. Always more than enough, actually. There is more than enough money. There's more than enough recognition or joy or success to go around. And clinging tight to that abundance mindset allows you to worry less about money and to genuinely appreciate what money can bring you and to actually attract the wealth that you want in an organic and natural way. Missed out on Black Friday deals? It's like Black Friday every day on Poshmark. Poshmark offers designer brands for a deal. I just found this Louis Vuitton wallet lightly used for less than $150. Poshmark has those high-end brands as well as tons of the everyday labels that already make up your entire wardrobe. You can even shop vintage looks too, all from the app without ever leaving your couch. And I love that if I spot something I like, I can make the seller an offer and maybe even score a better deal. Make way for all the new items by selling what you currently don't wear anymore in your own Poshmark closet. Snap a few photos, add a description, and start making Making a little cash to fund your new shopping habit. Shipping is super fast and super simple too. It's the easiest way to buy and sell fashion items. Poshmark is giving Gold Digger listeners $5 off your first purchase. Use the invite code GOLDDIGGER5 when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and use the code GOLDDIGGER and then the number 5. You know I'm a numbers girl, but bookkeeping can be time-consuming and stressful, and it takes time away from the other important parts of my business. The Neat Company can help you streamline your accounting process with its cloud-based expense and document management system. Neat extracts key information from your documents, provides real-time insights, and eliminates time-consuming data entry into accounting system using their patented ID2 technology. Here's how it works. You can snap a photo of a receipt from your phone or scan, email, or directly upload into documents. Then Neat reads the information off of the paper, puts it in a database in the cloud, and integrates it with your accounting systems. The technology intuitively classifies documents and populates key data fields to help you organize and categorize financial information. You can access your documents from any device, so it's a true efficiency hack for entrepreneurs and small businesses. For a 30-day free trial from The Neat Company, head to neat.com slash golddigger. Again, get your 30-day free trial. Visit neatneat.com slash golddigger. Now, one of the big things that I struggled on, and in light of the last post, this one is focused on abundance, is how you give it away. Remember how we said there is more than enough to go around? That doesn't and shouldn't just apply for you. Abundance might mean attracting wealth, but it also can mean sharing it. Maybe it's a percentage of sales to a charity or a straight up donation. Maybe you're working towards a goal that is going to help other people, but you need to be free enough with your money where you are comfortable with both the give and the take of it. This part took me a long time to get to. I made a lot of excuses about why I couldn't give. We still had student loans. I can't give. We still have a mortgage. I can't give. I'm entering a dry season of business. I can't give. I said, when I make six figures, I'll start giving. But when I hit six figures, that wasn't enough. When I have paid off all of this debt, I can start giving. And I waited and I delayed giving for so long. It wasn't a part of my business. It wasn't a part of my life. I was coveting money so much. 
that I was failing to see that I had this opportunity, this ability. Maybe giving looks like giving a dollar to someone who's asking for it that needs it. Maybe giving means donating 5% of all your sales to something you believe in. Now for us, we loop in giving to everything we do, whether it's running our condo or launching new courses or even this podcast, because I know that I get so much joy from giving and it also helps to loosen that grip that money can have on my heart. That comes when I fall back into that scarcity mindset. Now, I'm curious for you, and this is a question, like how do you speak about money? When you go to talk about your money, it's easy to feel shame in admitting that you love it. But why? Like, don't we all? Like, don't we all function at a higher level when we have enough money to cover our basic needs and the next level expenses that allow us to live out our full potential? Like, it's easy for us to shy away from boldly proclaiming that we want more money, but we shouldn't because when you boil it down... There is more than enough money for all of us, and I don't want for you to feel like it can't get around to you. Think of it like this. If you don't attract money and go and earn it, then there is someone else who will step up and do it for you. I'd like to note that this money appreciation doesn't give you permission to worship money or be greedy, but that I'm encouraging you to admit, like, yes, I love making money, and that's okay. I really struggled with this because I wrapped up my worth in money for a very long time. You know, coming out of college as a poor college student and getting a great job, I felt so blessed. I know that I'm privileged. Don't ever misconstrue my message without knowing that. I had a salary. I had benefits. And for the first time in my life, I was actually earning money and able to save some of it and spend it. But when I started as an entrepreneur, I was lacking where my worth was coming from because it wasn't coming from my title as a wedding photographer. I didn't even feel like I could say that as a title. And so I felt like the only way to establish that I was successful was through the amount of money I was making. I remember the first time I hit six figures, I thought that it would feel like I had made it big. And I actually remember the very day standing in the shower, washing my hair, I knew I had just hit six figures and I felt the same. Like nothing changed. Absolutely nothing had changed. And I feel like so often in life, we run into these feelings that make it so uncomfortable to talk about money. I talk about money openly on this show because it's this weird stigma and I want to remove it. Because when people throw around titles like self-made millionaire, I feel like I got to back it up and say so much work went into this. But guess what? The work wasn't just all on the business. So much of it was personal work. I recently read this caption from my friend Rachel Hollis. You might know her. And I wanted to share it on the show because it is so pertinent to today's topic. Here's what she says. I was 18 years old the first time I heard about this resort. She's talking about Miraval. Oprah and Gail came here on vacation and documented the entire experience on the show. Someday, I thought. At the time, I was working three jobs in LA, barely covering the rent that was usually a week late. I shopped for groceries exclusively at the 99 cent store. Top ramen was a pillar of my diet. 
Someday was the carrot I dangled. Someday I won't struggle financially. Someday I'll be able to afford to shop at Target. Someday I won't drive a piece of crap car that overheats every other day. Someday I'll be able to afford that resort that Oprah went to. Someday took 17 years. Good girls aren't supposed to talk about money. Good girls aren't supposed to desire wealth. Not a big paycheck, but true wealth that can't be taken away. If you find it distasteful that I do desire those things, then I'm going to assume it's because you've never had the power turned off for lack of payment or eaten stale tortillas for a week until you could make it to payday. So if this doesn't resonate with you, no worries. This one isn't for you. This is for the mama who's hiding her car down the street so the repo man won't find it. This is for the new college grad who's living off of Kraft Mac and Cheese. This is for the newlyweds who are trying not to let their financial problems drive them apart. This is for anyone who's holding out for someday. I wasn't the smartest. I didn't have the connections. I didn't have a formal education. I had a vision of someday in my mind, a warrior's heart in my chest, and I was willing to work harder than anyone else. Don't let anyone else tell you what you can have. Don't buy into the myth that your past dictates your future. Dream of big some days. Dream of Oprah level some days. The path isn't easier or quick, but I had to believe it's so much sweeter when you've had to fight for it. I love the way that Rachel shares about that because I think that there is a lot of guilt and shame around money. I felt it, and maybe you have too. And when I start to look at my relationship with money, so much of it has come from the mindset. I'll be honest. I did not think being a millionaire by the age of 30 was even possible for me. Heck, I just wanted to be able to pay the bills and not get kicked out of our little two-bedroom condo that we got when we got married. And so when I start to wonder what changed for me, what shifted for me, I think it was the ability, instead of saying, why me, is saying, why not? What can I do? How can I serve the world? How can I show up and make a difference? And guess what? I can make a profit too. And there's nothing wrong with that. So here is how you can change your mindset and life in summary. I want for you to start small. I want for you to journal. Write down where you're currently at with money. Write down the experiences that have shaped your relationship within it. Write down money goals like little ones or big ones. Read books about money mindset. I particularly love You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's You Are a Badass at Making Money. Grab that book. It's going to totally reshape the way that you think about money. Do not feel like you're entitled. You need to understand that you have to earn and attract your money. And slowly but surely transform your beliefs that you will pay off your debt. You will save up for a down payment. You will go on that vacation. Do your research and invest in where your money goes. Really understand how am I spending this and how is this going to impact those goals that I wrote down? And think long term, but appreciate the money that you have right here and right now. There are so many people waiting for some days that never come, and I don't want that to be you. Seek out experts' opinions. Really think about where you are putting your money and believe that you are worthy of making it. Change your mindset to attract abundance because I truly believe that what you emit, you will attract. 
There's so much wisdom and inspiration that I tried to pack into this episode. And let me tell you, this isn't an easy topic to talk about. It's not enough to just weakly hope you have to truly believe in yourself and that abundance is a real thing and that money isn't evil. It's a good thing. It's a means of transfer. And we have to welcome it into our lives and give thanks and set crystal clear visions for how we want our money story to manifest. I hope that every minute of this episode inspires you to open up your mind, to cast aside fear, to really believe that you have the ability to attract money and wealth and abundance into your life and that you are worthy of it. Every one of us is going to look different, our pasts, our presents, and our futures, but I want for you to know that it can start small and work big. I believe in big things for you, and I sincerely hope that you believe in bigger things for yourself. But until next time, gold diggers, I want for you to keep on digging those big goals. There's a reason why this show is called Goal Digger and not Gold Digger. Because I dug those goals year after year, day after day, hour after hour in order to get to where I am today. And there is no such thing as overnight success, but there is such thing as hard work paying off. And I know one thing about you. You are a hard worker. And so get honest with yourself, write those things down, start making big goals, start dreaming about those some days and start putting it out into the universe because I cannot wait to see what you do next. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.